Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Eggler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Monday. It is the start of a brand new week, and it's time for a preview of the other side of the ball. That's right. Last week, we went through the offensive positions. This week, we'll go through defense and specialists. Hope you all had a phenomenal weekend. I know I did. Uh, had a great, great weekend with my girls. Really good time yesterday. Hope you all safe, happy, and healthy wherever you were. Uh, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Ticket King, shall we? Ticket King is what you need in your life if you are a Packers fan looking to go and watch the green and gold live and in person. Ticket King has been based in Wisconsin since 1992, and they're staffed with experienced, friendly, and knowledgeable folks that can help you with anything Packers ticket related. They also partner with local Green Bay businesses for tailgates and bus transportation to the games. They are open on game day for last minute tickets, upgrades, and they even have a drive through window. Make sure you check them out. In addition to Ticket King, I also want to give a shout out to our friends over at the Packers Yearbook. That's right, the official yearbook of the Green Bay Packers. You can head to PackersYearbook.com and use promo code CHTV. That's promo code CHTV for 10% off. Look at that. Aaron Rodgers, Devondre Campbell, ready to have a monster 2022. You can join in. Go to PackersYearbook.com. Use code CHEESEHEADTV. That's CHTV to get 10% off. That's what you want to do, people. And what we want to do right now, right here on this here channel, is talk about the defensive line. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're talking about the Green Bay Packers, you're talking about their defensive line. You can only start one place. You can only start with Kenny Clark. That's right. A two-time pro, pro bowler back in the Pro Bowl last year. 22 and a half career sacks. Last season, he tied for the team lead in QB hurries with Rashawn Gary. At the defensive tackle position, people, the man is a beast. He's a stud. He's a monster. They've needed to get him help forever. And they did that finally, for the most part, throughout this offseason. Uh, but next up is a guy he's been playing with for quite some time. It's Dean Lowry with 15 career sacks. He started every game for the third straight season last year. Five sacks last year was a career high. And you talk about Dean Lowry's career. I know a lot of people are fixated on what he's been paid, what his contract is. But if you just look at the tape from last season, you saw a guy playing at a super high level. This guy complimenting Kenny Clark on a number of different aspects when it comes to stunts, things we're setting up and reacting to, adjustments at the line of scrimmage. These guys have been playing together for a very long time. You can tell Kenny really appreciates what Dean brings to the table. Hopefully he can continue, hit the ground where he left off in 2021 because Dean is coming off easily his best year as a Green Bay Packer. A uh, young man who has only had one year as a Green Bay Packer is TJ Slayton. A fifth-round selection in 21, played all 17 games last year. And this is just an interesting little nugget. He is the first Florida defensive lineman ever drafted by the Green Bay Packers. I did not know that until I was kind of diving in here. Um, I'm really, really excited to see what this kid does in his second season. I'm not thinking he's going to be a superstar or anything like that, but you definitely saw flashes of the ability and the upside and the athleticism throughout the season last year. He didn't play a ton of snaps, but he, I thought, made the most of what he was given. Um, you saw improvement from training camp into the start of the regular season, 
in throughout the kind of stretch there at the end and never really seemed to hit the rookie wall. On the contrary, seemed to really get better as the season went on. I am incredibly excited to see what Slayton does in year two. Um, some help that they did go out and get for Kenny Clark is Jerron Reed, uh, formerly a second-round selection by the Seahawks back in 2016. He has 24-and-a-half career sacks, played five seasons in Seattle, and then one last year with the Chiefs. I know I've seen a lot of Chiefs fans down on this guy. I know whenever I read about him, they inevitably talk about a disappointing year in Kansas City. And I think that is true for the first half of the season. I do not think he was quite what Kansas City thought he was going to be in the first half of 2021. But I'm telling you, down the stretch, especially in the playoffs, his play really rounded into shape. And I really like what he put on tape in the playoffs. Um, I don't think he's a dynamic player by any stretch of the imagination, but he is certainly an upgrade over the Tyler Lancasters of the world. And that is no slight to Tyler. I think he's gone above and beyond what was expected of him as an undrafted free agent. But if you're coming out in your 3-4 base or even just a two-man line and an early down and you want to control the line of scrimmage a little bit better than one Tyler Lancaster did in company, I think you're you're upgrading here with Jerron. Um, here's hoping he you know picks up where he left off uh, in the playoffs and doesn't need, say, a month of the season to get into shape you know, to round into the kind of player that I think he can be and is if he, you know, does the work in the offseason and definitely does the work in camp. Because I think you put him in the rotation, it starts to get pretty damn exciting up front for the Packers. Um, speaking of pretty damn exciting, using a first-round pick on a defensive lineman is always damn exciting. You had a first-round selection in Devontae Wyatt. You started all 24 games the last two years at Georgia, First team all SEC in 21. This kid's lightning quick. I mean, you talk about disruption. You talk about just wreaking havoc up front. I'm really excited to see how they might utilize him, not only in conjunction with Kenny Clark, but especially on early downs. A lot of the times, teams were able to take advantage of the Packers in the running game last year. And I don't think Devontae White steps in and is some kind of major run disruptor, but I do think disruption in general is a big part of his game, and it should be a lot of fun to see him kind of take it apart, so to speak. No doubt about it. Uh, people texting me because that's what they do. Uh, and then we got another draft pick. We got this top of the draft, and we got the bottom of the draft. We got Jonathan Ford, the seventh-round selection this past April's draft. Kid has a lot of special teams experience, so you think that's got to be his path, you know, that if he is going to make this team in this kind of – beefed up defensive line rotation he has got to make his bones on teams 14 tackles last year one tackle for loss uh he's got to come to play on special teams and then we've got the uh, the trash can full of dirt himself jack heflin undrafted free agent last year quite a story played all of 17 snaps in the entirety of last year started all games his last season at iowa i think he's a great story you love what you saw last camp but he has really got it his work cut out for him to get back onto the team this season. Um, pulling for him, definitely rooting for him, but he certainly didn't seem to make a name for himself during the year. Uh, the Packers also picked up Chris Slayton, who was formerly used to be a seventh round selection for the Giants back in 19. Green Bay is his sixth stop in the NFL, and he has never played a regular season game, which should tell you. Uh, he has been on a lot of practice squads, and I think. 
pretty much the definition at this point of a camp body. Unless he, you know, somehow flashes and makes a couple plays and maybe gets a few more opportunities, I don't think you're expecting too much uh, out of Slayton here this summer. Uh, and there are a couple other names that you can probably go to Packers.com and find if you need to, but we have definitely entered the camp body portion of the roster. So um, we've talked about it a lot this offseason. I'm extremely excited for what they can do up front. I made no kind of bones about it. I, I do think you're going to see a very different kind of, maybe not look in the sense of scheme, but a different kind of level of play from these big guys up front on the def- on the Packers defense. There, there's little question that they got pushed around in the run game last year. And some of that was schematic. Some of that is teams taking advantage of the two high safety looks that uh, Joe Barry loves to incorporate. But there was certainly ample opportunities for offenses to get four or five yards on first down, regardless of whether there's a two-man line, a three-man line, what have you. Hopefully, that starts to switch around this year with the disruption we talked about with Wyatt, Jerron Reed getting in there on the heavy rotation early downs, just not allowing teams to kind of yeah, rule the roost, so to speak, on you know, early in the, in, the, in the kind of sequence. Put them in more second and eights and second and tens rather than second and fives and second and fours. That's the main goal here, and I do think everybody loves to talk about sacks right and pressuring the quarterback and there's no doubt that the Packers are going to be able to do that I have little doubt about that but stopping the run and getting teams into those situations where you can pin your ears back that is going to be the a number one thing this group has to do um, much better than it did last season and I'm as I've said I'm bully on this idea I'm excited and I think they've got the horses to do it Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody, in the comments? Good to see everybody chopping it up, mixing it up. Good to see everybody. Hope you really all do. Had a great weekend. I know uh, I talked to a couple of you already on Packers Trivia. We've got the champion in the house, Joey the Jaguars, joining us, who uh, ripped off nine correct answers on Trivia earlier. Well done, buddy. Um, Let's give a shout-out to Mark. Starts us off with a super chat. What's up, Mark? In a world without DVR, you can only watch one. Which one do you pick? Family Night or the first episode of Rings of Power? Oh, oh my God, Family Night. Family Night. I'm going to get a look at these young men under the lights of Lambo. Rings of Power will be there. Man, I got this. I don't know, man. Like, I, I want to get excited about Rings of Power. I'm just not. 
it's you know amazon going we want a game of thrones and then they buy the rights and now they throw a billion dollars at it and i'm supposed to be excited i don't know man i don't know but i'll watch it you know i love lord of the rings so i'll definitely be there and what's up man thanks for the super chat i'm totally confident by the end of the season our d-line will be the pivotal strength of the team P.S. Any chance of off-season transplants? Oh man, there won't be an off-season transplants, but we'll definitely be watch, doing our family night um, live stream as we do every season. So if you need your fix of Banky or Nagler and Banky, you will be getting it on family night live streaming our watch party right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. So make sure you're on the lookout for that. Um, but as for your initial point, yeah, the D line. I mean, that's what you need. You need to control up front. And they did that in that playoff game, which was surprising to me, I will say, because I did think the 49ers were going to be much more effective running the ball than it turned out they were in that playoff game. And if they can continue from that moment on and become that type of disruptive force up front and the ability to just keep teams in second and long, third and long, uh, you're going to win a lot of football games that way. No question about it. Dave, what's up, man? Thank you for the super chat. Outside of significant injury, what do you consider to be the highest leverage position group this year? That's a really good question. I mean, I, okay, if we're taking injuries out of the equation, I'd probably say offensive line. I mean, if Bakhtiari is good to go, Elton Jenkins good to go. Everybody, you know, Myers steps, you know, I know there's some question marks there, but I really like Sean Ryan. I really like uh, what the experience that Yash got last year. I don't know, man. That's the the you know, good mix of veteran and young talent. I don't know. I think you can go pretty damn far with that group. Again, we're living in a fantasy world where injuries are not even a question, right? So that would be me. I think... It's a close, it's a close, you know, kind of neck and neck race with cornerback, I would say. The problem is, is of course, corner, you fall off after those first three. Whereas with the offensive line, I think there's a lot of depth there. Now, some of it is unproven, but there's certainly younger players that got a lot of experience last year. Whereas on the corner side, you've got the three stalwarts, you know, obviously as your starters, but then what if you've got Shamar, Shamar Jean Charles? You know, we got basically no reps last year. You brought in Nixon, who I think will get a lot of action um, if we're judging by the offseason. You know, the, uh, the offseason program, he certainly was rolling with the ones. So you got to think he's going to be in that mix. But, yeah, to, to me, it would be offensive line. Soder, thank you for the super chat, man. A.J. Dillon has clearly embraced and is totally comfortable in his role as a professional athlete. Nice to see that. Yeah, that clip he put up on Twitter today was fantastic. Um, if you missed it, he was shooting a commercial there in Lambeau and they had a break and he just went out and said hi to people going through, uh, Lambeau on a tour, on a fan tour. Um, and it's great. I know that area is, you know, there, there's a little media room where they do like, you know, live hits for the players or, um, they'll shoot, you know, commercials or videos for the team there. And then you walk through the hall, like kind of the big cavern area where the, the tunnel is where the players go out to the field across the way is the locker room and the tour goes right through there. 
And I don't know if someone told him or if he heard it or what, and you can hear it a lot because uh, the the guides are always on like loudspeaker things. But he went and just walked out in full uniform and said hi to fans and took pictures. And yeah, you're Soder, you're absolutely right. He is, he gets it. You talk about a guy who gets it, he gets it. Matt Mambo, what's up, man? Buy yourself a belated birthday card from me. <laughs> Thank you, Matt Mamba. I greatly appreciate it. And I want to say, I thanks to everybody who sent me birthday wishes yesterday. I really appreciate it. It was a bit overwhelming. Um, I had a great birthday. And seeing everyone, I got so many messages on like Instagram and in my inbox. And so many Packers fans saying, how they appreciate the content and everything we do at Cheesehead TV, blah, blah, blah. Cannot tell you how much that means to me. I, I, I couldn't respond to everything yesterday, but um, that was really, really touching. And I mean, I've heard from people literally from all over the world. I heard from people, somebody in Japan. I heard from some, somebody in Germany, um, uh, South America. I just, it's everywhere. Packers fans are everywhere. And the fact that they're connected to Cheesehead TV, they follow me, really, really means a lot. And I really appreciate it. Um, Tyler, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Happy birthday. Did inflation hit McSorley's low prices? <laughs> no, it's still not bad. It's still not bad. Um, my my girlfriend and I went on a bit of a pub crawl yesterday. Uh, we, had, we started over at Salt and Battery in the village because... Um, you know, any chance I get to get fish and chips there, I, I take it. But then we just kind of walked across the the island. We walked across Manhattan, just stopped at different bars we liked, and McSorley's was part of that. Um, but now, yeah, no, it's still still pretty damn cheap, especially comparatively. Big B, what's up? Big B is here. What's up? Here's a happy birthday super chat. Thank you, buddy. Really appreciate it. Dave, thanks for the super chat. Shout out to Packers content creators, beat reporters, YouTubers, bloggers, etc. Glad to have so many options for consuming Packers content. Dave, you, you couldn't have said it better. There are so many options. Um, you know, Cheesehead TV, we're just a small little slice. We get it. And that's why I really appreciate anybody who utilizes us in any way, shape, or form. But yes, there are a million different ways that you can consume Packers content, connect both to the Packers and their fans. It's pretty awesome. And somewhat rare um, i know most teams have a you know a contingent of bloggers and youtubers that cover the team there's no doubt about that but the packer stuff is pretty special david thank you for the super chat which is better this year d-line or db room i just talked about that a little bit ago right um i do think for pure depth i would go um i would go with the offensive line i will say though you start talking about you know matching up Elton and Jenkins and hopefully if Myers takes a step you guys uh, and Runyon had a really good year last year you know you're just talking about some really talented players there everybody loves those top three corners for good reason uh Jair is a lights out corner there's a rare error there at that position you just wonder about the depth right and I do think they've got pieces and I, I'm excited to watch them hit the ground running uh once camp starts but yeah to me I would go I would go offensive line what else we got? What else we got? Smoke old fashioned with wood chips smoked in. Fire. My God, that sounds uh, beautiful. Well, say to Minnesota, and thanks for the super chat. Happy birthday. Thanks for all you do. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciated it. Uh, 
Is my girlfriend a Packers fan? No, she's a Saints fan. <sighs> Biggest fight we've had so far is when I ripped on Drew Brees. So there you go. Um, I'll have a double banky with a Nagler chaser. Well, David, I misread your super chat, buddy. I'm sorry. Which is better this year, D-line or DB room? Whew. That changes the equation. Um, I'd probably go. I'd still go with the corners over that D-line room. But just because the D-line room, I think there's still a lot of potential and projection going on. Especially when you think about Wyatt. Hopefully Reed makes kind of, like I said, doesn't take so long to round into shape as he did in Kansas City last year. I think you got three lights out players uh, at corner stepping off the bus. Uh, where defensive line, you know, you, you don't uh, Dean Lowry as well as he played last year. He doesn't match up to a Jair as far as, as you know who he is as a player. Um, it's not as productive as Rasul Douglas, who clearly came in and lit the world on fire. Now Dean's a consistent presence. I'll give him that. And like I said, he played his best ball last year, but I'd probably take the corner room in that regard. Sorry about that, bud. Preston, what's up, man? Who's the biggest trash talker on the squad? Jair doesn't back down from anybody. Uh, Jair used to famously goad Rodgers during uh, training camp practices. I hope they get back to that this year. Um, Preston loves to get Rodgers shit, too, during practice. Um well, those two are in the running. It used to be so easy because it used to be just Mike Daniels was the answer. But now, yeah, those two leap to mind. But I will let you know when I'm on the practice field next week. See if anybody comes up and tries to take the reins there. Uh, Joe Mailman, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Bex Packers D-line since 1996. Woo, baby. I don't Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's slow down here. Whoa, I don't know about all that. Since 96, John Jones, Reggie White, Santana Dotson, Gilbert Brown. Whew, baby, let's uh, slow down. You move too fast. Gotta make that offseason last. Yeah, man, that's a that's a step. Kevin, they're not picking up Brian Bulaga. Let's just calm down about all that. That ain't going to happen. They let him go for a reason because his body was breaking down. And then he went to San Diego for a few years or sorry, LA for a few years and he couldn't stay on the field. So the Packers were right. You know, it's they're They're not bringing him back. Not going to be. Hmm. Nice. Can this defensive line room mitigate using five man fronts? I don't think they want to. I don't, don't, you know, misconstrue what that five man front means. That's, you know, that that is baked into this scheme. And that is not a sign of, oh gosh, we can't stop the run. We got to throw five bodies up front. That's very much part of how this scheme operates. And, you know, we've seen, and again, it's going to be, ma that is very matchup dependent. But I think you saw kind of the, the master at work when um, Belichick did it in the Super Bowl against McVay. You know, that's, you know, you really, if you don't have a counter to it, especially, then teams are really kind of in trouble. But, you know, do they have the talent to go straight up, say, base? Yeah, sure. I think so. Um, but the five-man line is not a, you know, a capitulation to anything. And also, it usually features two of your outside backers on the outside anyway. 
in the form of Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. You know, so yeah, I, I that's a you know that's a bit of a misnomer. You know, when you talk about a five man line, because two of those quote linemen in that sense are your outside backers. David, again, thanks, buddy. Which rookie from last season will make the best jump into their second year? I'm going with Josh Myers. I think Josh was barely scratching the surface last year when he got hurt. I got hurt a couple times. Remember, he hurt his what thumb first, he hurt his hand, and then then he hurt his knee. And then he was out for so long, and then he finally got back in, and then the season was over. Um, what did he play, like six games last year? He hasn't even played a full season yet. So I'm going with Josh. And I think I'm excited about TJ and his upside. And I think Stokes clearly had a really solid, strong rookie campaign. Um, and I do expect him to get better. But I think considering what we saw last year in the short kind of, you know, what do you call it? Uh, short stint from Josh. Uh, I think he's going to make the biggest jump and surprise, maybe surprise some people because I do think the draft community, especially there's this whole kind of mark against him because he got taken before who everybody in the draft industrial complex wanted the backers to take at center with Creed Humphrey. But I think Josh is going to surprise some folks. Luke, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. How do you rank Woodson in all time? Greats? Love that guy. Also happy belated birthday. They mean more as we move slower. You ain't lying. How do I rank Woodson? Like Charles Woodson? He is one of the greatest football players I've ever seen. He's one of the great, great NFL players. Football players. I mean, he's one of the greatest college players. He's one of the greatest. I mean, I, I don't know how to really quantify a ranking for Charles because he's literally one of the best to ever do it. He is. He had an uncanny ability to see ball get ball in a way that I just, it was superhuman. You know, to be around the ball all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I've never seen anybody better. I'll say that at either position. And that's the other crazy thing is like he was a corner and then he was just, you know, moved to safety and he was still great. And here's the thing. I get why the Packers moved on when they did. Ted most likely trying to get out a year too early rather than a year too late. But man, he went back to Oakland and he still had it. He's still playing at an insanely high level the last year in the league. Uh, Charles is just, he's special. Just a special, special player. No question. All right. I'm going to have to get going, everybody. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. People, we are in the final week. We're in the final week of pre-camp mode. And then on Sunday, I'll be flying to Wisconsin, to the motherland, and I cannot wait to be on the ground talking Packers training camp with you folks. Until um, then, we'll continue on with our positional series tomorrow. Packers Trivia will be back tomorrow. Please, please, please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go. <laughs>